0: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. As we edge ever closer to easing these lockdown restrictions, the concept of a vaccine passport is becoming a much bigger part of the conversation. In theory, it could be a piece of paper or a card that proves you've had the jab or are otherwise immune, and that gets you access to some services. Of course, if you don't carry one, then those very same services could theoretically be denied to you, creating a two-tier system. The Prime Minister says there will be no such thing happening in shops or pub beer gardens when they reopen on April 12th,
0: but... What, of course, we're looking at is what several other countries are looking at, and that's uh, the role of uh, vaccination passports for overseas travel. I think we're also going to look at uh, the role of uh, a number of, uh, of signals that you can give uh, that you're not contagious...
1: Some kind of signal you can give is a bit vague, but the Evening Standards learn the government is considering how rapid tests and proof of vaccinations could bring London's clubs and theatres back to life without social distancing this summer. That's because scientists think we're going to have to stay two metres apart for months because of the risk of mutations, and that would mean big productions playing to half-empty halls. Our arts correspondent, Robert Dex, has been talking to theatre producers about how vaccine
2: passports might work. And Robert, what do they think of them? Um, Well, the the first thing that people are very, very careful about is telling me that these are not vaccine passports. If you you dare say the word vaccine passport, you get shot down very quickly. Let me find the message I got from one theatre owner this morning who, um, who said they were COVID status certificates the uh the official line which basically means they will say either yes you've had your vaccine or you've had a test a couple of hours before and you are clear or you've had an antibody test and you've got antibodies so it's not just about the vaccines so they're very they, they do want to point out if you have religious reasons for not having the vaccine or any other reason for not wanting a vaccine this doesn't mean you'll never be able to go to the theater again the interesting thing is that i mean the west end has been shut for nearly a year now, empty theatres still cost a lot of money to keep. You'd think they would grab at it and say, yes, please, we'll open tomorrow if we can do this. Um, But they're not. People have been very nuanced about it and thoughtful about it, which is quite refreshing, I I guess. I guess maybe they've been shut for so long and lost so much money that they sort of think, well... What's another month of thinking carefully about it before we do it?
1: That is interesting, though, isn't it? Why isn't theatre doing everything it can to get people rushing back through their doors as soon as possible?
2: Yeah, I I mean, they they all want to reopen and reopen as soon as possible for as many people as possible, obviously. Something somebody else producer said to me this month, which was interesting, is he said, if you introduce these certificates for theatres but not for example for pubs or football matches or you know another mass leisure activity you take your pick and he says what it actually sends is a message that maybe theatres are a bit less safe and that's what he was worried about and therefore if you think do I go to the theatre or do I just go to the pub or to the football or what what have you as well as the inconvenience maybe having to do a test or whatever you might think well why are they why are they so worried about theatre when that when I can go and sit in the pub without one And as he pointed out, you know, there has been no evidence of any cases transmitted in any theatres. So they do feel a bit like they've been um, picked on isn't quite the right word, but I think they think they're being given sort of special status that they maybe don't deserve. But one thing it could do is bring back the full house. It eliminates the need for social
1: distancing so you can have people sitting next to each other in an auditorium which might not be possible over the next few months.
2: Maybe I mean, what what people always say to me about the theatre is you don't get up and move around. You don't tend to jump up out of your seat when somebody delivers a marvellous speech rather than scores a goal or what have you. Um, they can get rid of intervals and you're all sort of vaguely pointing in, in one direction at the back of each other's heads um, and actually it is quite safe and that they don't need these certificates is what they would say. Um, I, I, I mean I think if as ever with these things in politics it's compromise isn't it? If the government said we're going to bring them in for six months and then they go in I think everyone would agree to it. The fear is that once you bring something in it It's hard to get rid of it. It's easier to bring in a bad law. It's very hard to get rid of it afterwards. Um, It it takes an awful lot of time. So I think they just need reassurance, really, that they're not being singled out as special in a bad way, in uh, a high risk, and and they worry about the message that that would send. And anything that's the barrier, you know, um, younger people are less likely to be vaccinated. So, you know, are they less likely to then have to bother, to to want to bother to take a test, to go to the theatre, which then immediately means the audiences are getting older. And theatres have put so much work into trying to make audiences younger and more diverse in London and everywhere else that I think that's one of their worries that you might suddenly go back to, um, you know, if, if, if somebody like me, who is sadly 45, goes to the theatre, I suddenly reduce the average age of the audience by about a third.
1: Our producers, I do wonder this though, Our producers perhaps in a little way a Bit relieved to be talking about how to open up theatre again rather than it's never going to open up ever again, which people were worried about.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it is, it's infinitely preferable, obviously. And, and, and like you said, the, the point is to get, um, get all not just get audiences in, but get a significant amount in. If you just go without this with social distancing, so 50%, I think it was, wasn't it? it was the, the suggested one the, the last time lockdown was briefly lifted. Um, nobody can survive on that. People were doing it just so almost sort of just to keep the system running you know keep the machine oiled but um you couldn't make money you couldn't put on shows and you couldn't survive they need full theaters so so it may be that the economic imperative ends up winning out over all the other doubts that they have i mean 80 they're talking about eighty percent. 80 percent would be better than 50 but still wouldn't be as good as 100 um so if the government says to them look it's our opinion you are not going to have a even anywhere near full phase a full of for two, three, four, five years, unless you do this, I imagine opposition would um, would crumble.
1: There's more on this in the Evening Standard and online at standard.co.uk. And if you're interested in how the capital recovers from this pandemic, have a look at our London Rising talks. For the 28th of April, we're holding a series of events with guests, including Tony Blair, Facebook boss Nicola Mendelssohn and former England rugby captain Lawrence Delalio. For more details and to get free tickets, go to londonrising.standard.co.uk. That's the leader. We're back at 4pm tomorrow.